and I never told anybody. So I'm sitting there and I happened to walk past the classroom and she was just like, who's filthy, dirty, um, disgusting, worn out, used? Anybody has any idea who this belonged to? Like, like, I wouldn't even like, you know, the way she said it, but those words cut me so deeply. And even though she was talking about an object, it was an object that belonged to me. And that's how I saw myself. I saw myself as dirty. I saw myself as unclean. I saw myself as not worthy. I saw myself as, as an embarrassment, all these different things. And, you know, it really hurt me. But those, those words that she said of something about an object was something that affected me mentally and it affected me emotionally. So it affected me in such a way that I allow people to treat me that way because I believe those words about myself. And and God had to tell me, and, I, and I'm just like, God, why? Because it was such a hurtful memory and such a hurtful time. And the craziest thing, I was only in the second grade, but I can remember it like it was yesterday. That's how deep, that's how deeply rooted it was. I can remember like it was yesterday. I can tell you exactly what I, what I was wearing, what I was standing and everything. And I could tell you who the teacher was, how her classroom was set up. I'll never forget it. I could tell you where I was standing in the hallway. And because it was so vivid, but I buried it so deep because I didn't want to remember that. But those words took a big toll on my life. And, and I carried those words and I allowed those words to really affect my life for so long. And when God told me, you know, when he said to me, when the Holy Spirit said to me, you're not those things. You're not, you're not the words that were spoken. And those words, the words that were spoken over you were spoken over an object. You just took it personal. It was like this sort of being being offended. I was I took it so personally because I I just that's how I felt like people saw me and that's what they thought that I was because I came from a place of poverty. I came from a place that was broken. I came from a place that was disheveled and you know and and you know when you didn't when you come from a single parent home and and you and it's really not a lot of finances. You don't you don't get to wear the finest things that other kids get to wear. You're not you're not in that fashion level. You know, so you work with what you have and, and you try to cherish what you have as long as you can. But at the same time, it's just like when you want something new and you can't get something new, you hold on to at the same time to what you have because it becomes your favorite. You, you know, so it was just a hard situation for me and it just really, really threw me down. So I just, and, it, and it's just like everything, God started putting the trauma pieces together for me. And I never realized, I like, I love just, I love those sneakers so much, but I would not wear them because of that traumatic experience. I, I let people treat me that way because I, because of that traumatic experience. And God was like, we got to dig this out. We got to get this out of you because this, this piece is, this, this stench is lingering. This thing is lingering in you and it's, it's holding you back from the full potential of where I need to take you. So it was like, God was like, I just, I need to break this off for you, but I need you to understand. I need you to know. So. We don't never know what, what happens. You know, people say sticks and stones and break my bones, but words don't never hurt. But words hurt. Words affect. Words can destroy your mental. Words can destroy your heart. Words can destroy your confidence. Words can really break a human being down if nobody else speaks any other words to you. And sometimes when those lies are embedded so deeply into your mind and into your heart, you can't even receive the good words. It's hard for you to be believe the compliments or the good words that somebody speak over you because the bad words and the negative words and the hurtful words and the words that break you and the words that we allow to define us that we shouldn't allow to define us to say that we're nothing, those words get so deeply rooted into you that they start to take root and they start to grow and it starts to fester and it grows this poisonous stuff within us. And, and that's why it's so hard sometimes to come out of that place 
to walk into something different and really realize who you are and who God is in you and that he that he really does love you and heals you because of some of these tra traumatic places we've been in the things that we've heard over spoken over ourselves and we just you know we we gravitate to that negative lie and it's just so important to, to not let the lie kill us so long now I was in second grade I'm only 51 look how long it took me Look how long it took me, and and I have I have I've, I've been saved with God for a long time, but my relationship, where it's at now at this level, has never been at this level before. So it's easier for me to for me to be so in tune with God for Him to show me something and tell me something. But look how long it took. That's how long I carry it. And think about people who don't have a relationship with God. How much longer they carry it? Some people carry it to their to their grave. You know what I mean? It's just like no, we got to be freed up from the lie and the things that trap us and hold us in prison and the things that we keep ourselves in prison in and we allow it to break us. Words hurt. So we have to be mindful of the words that we speak, you know, and that's what God says in the, 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 the power of life and death is in our tongue. And that's why we, he always tells us to watch our mouth. We need to guard it. We need to guard it and be careful because he knew how words would affect us. He knew how words could break us and destroy us. He knew how words would, would, would build us up. He knew how the lie can infect us and take root in us so easily if we had let it. And 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 that's what it is, especially when you when you come from a broken place. So, you know, when God, God, when he tells us something, we got to really listen to what he's saying because he knows. He knows what it's going to do to us if we allow it to take root. It'll destroy us if we let it. So... You know, it's just it's just being free. It's just a part of my story I, I chose to share. Like I was a I was an alcoholic at the age of thirteen. Mm -hmm. like, it was a serious time in my life. Like I went to bed drinking, I woke up drinking at thirteen. Mm -hmm. It was it was a serious serious thing. Nothing I can imagine any of my grandchildren doing now. But I was a, a alcoholic. I mean, like waking up in places I don't know how I got there. You know, God spared me many a times. You know, just being young because I was broken I was hurt I had so much pain and I just wanted to be numb you know and 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 the only thing I had was alcohol I had nothing else to make me feel good to make me to take away the pain it's made was it was so it was alcohol and it's like I was drinking stuff like the grown vinyls was drinking at <laughs> thirsty like I was drinking like wild hours rules and like Thunderbird like and that and I'm dating myself but that's the kind of stuff like you know, people talk about, oh, that's what the winos drink. Like, that's the kind of stuff, like, I would drink on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It was cheap to get, and it was easy to get. And because I was very mature looking for my age, I was able to get served in liquor stores when I, I shouldn't have been, you know. Yeah. But it, it was a very hard thing. And then when I finally got to a place, I don't know, something happened. I was somewhere. I ended up in the car with somebody that I shouldn't have been in. And, I, you know, was about to do some things that I, was, I shouldn't have did. And then I was just like, I can't do this. You know, I just couldn't do it. If something told me, something was like, "Girl, get up, get up," and you know, and and it was and it was even crazy because I was there and I just I I was just looking for somebody to love me. Yep, same. I was like doing that, and instead of feeling alone, instead of feeling broken, instead of feeling defeated all the time, and not you know, or not feeling pretty, or not feeling desirable, or not loving the skin that I was in, alcohol had me act different, or made me think different, or made me feel different. So it was just like I just I gravitated to it. Yeah. Uh, that's what I had posted the other day. Like my, like it was like when I listened to that man. I, I listened to Pastor um, 
Sammy Rodriguez, and I was listening to his word when he said, I, when he said, praise is louder than my, my, my praise is louder than my pain. I felt that, okay? I felt that in my pit, and I was in, and I was in my room, and I was like, Jesus, like, that's how I felt. And I'm like, that's what I feel, God. Like, I didn't know how to express it. And when he heard and he said that, that my praise is louder than my pain, I felt that thing so, like, it's just like, it was like a bow and arrow in my spirit. I'm telling you, and it did something to me. And I was just like, that's it, God. That's me. My praise is louder than my pain. Like, and the enemy hates that about me. That's why that dude hates me so much. Because my praise has always been louder than my pain. I always find a way to praise you through it. You know what I'm saying? I always find a way to praise you in it. And you always find a way to get in to remind me to praise you. You know what I'm saying? Louder and louder and louder and louder. And then, like, now my praise surpasses my pain. And the enemy hates that. He hates me for that. He, that dude can't stand me. <laughs> yeah. 